Hello, 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 and welcome to Circling Back. This is going to be a monthly interview on the Debutiful podcast feed where we check in with one author who has published a book about six months prior. They're not pitching themselves. They're not pitching their book. They're just going to chat about what happens after the nerves of book launch, after book tour, after the publicity cycle. Settle down, and they're just living their lives. Today's guest published her book in July of 2023, six months ago, and it was named Beautiful's Best Debut of 2023, among other accolades all over the internet, all over print. It was just my favorite book, so many vibes. It is called All Night Pharmacy, and the author, of course, is Ruth Matievsky. Ruth, how the hell are you? Good. I mean, it's, it's amazing to be back and to be doing this on the actual six-month anniversary of All Night Pharmacy, which this feels like the very best way to celebrate because you are definitely <laughs> one of the book's very biggest champions, which means the world to me. Definitely, um, yeah. It's, it's been a very surreal ride. I kind of can't believe it's been six months. Like, I feel like if you asked me without checking a calendar, I would say that maybe it's been like three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just because it all kind of feels like one continuous like fever dream of a loop you know it's like I'm still kind of in that phase where people will tag me on Instagram with photos of my book and their dog or their coffee and you know you have enough days in a row like that they all kind of start to feel like one yeah yeah I mean six months feels like the publicity cycle is over but yeah like the social media cycle people are just like ticking like checking in and they're like here I am I found this book um, I want to go back to book launch because mm-hmm. I usually talk to writers and I talk to you before your book was out and I used to run events for a bookstore. So I love book events. What, tell me who you were with, where it was, tell me how you felt when it was like, I am on, I, this is like the premiere. This is the Broadway premiere of all night pharmacy. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And it was chaos. Yeah. Um, so my, on my, the day of my actual book launch, uh, 7-11, I was in conversation with Jean Frazier, who wrote Pizza Girl um, at Skylight Books, one of my favorite hometown bookstores in Los Angeles. That's where I got engaged. Oh, um, wow. I have a ton of love for Skylight. Yeah. yeah. And I had, uh, you know, my baby was three months old at the time. And I think mm-hmm. I, I underestimated just how much like logistical planning would have to go into me getting ready for this event while also taking care of her, bef- <laughs> like beforehand, before we could like hand her off to someone. And so it was like a beautiful book launch day of like, you know, seeing my my book like all over social media, seeing friends posting about it, um, getting lots of love, but also like frantically taking care of my kid while trying to like do my hair, while trying to give her attention, while trying not to like burn my face off with the curler. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I was definitely full of panic as I was driving to the bookstore because I hadn't quite left enough time. And I got I got there on time, but I was like genuinely worried I was going to be late to my own book launch. Uh-huh. Um and then, I mean, the the event was like amazing. Just like so many people that I love were there. Some people that I never met, which is always like a special, surprising thing. Yeah. Um, we we actually sold out of books before the event started, which That's was, good. I mean, that felt nuts. I don't know how many copies they bought. It's possible they bought like eight, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's um, so fascinating. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. So, so that so that was LA. That was amazing. And then I had a launch in New York with Kailusia Wu at Books Are Magic. That was also incredible. Um, we did drinks after with, I basically was just like, like making an open invite. Anyone who came come have mm-hmm. drinks with me after. 
Um, it was raining like crazy. We were trying to hand off my baby to my parents. She was sobbing because I think the rain was getting on her face. And we just basically like shoved her in a cab with my parents as she's screaming. And my husband and I were just like aghast that we were leaving her in that state. And <laughs> we're walking over to the drinks venue where people had been drinking for like a full hour until we got there, like just like ashen. But then it like, once we were there and could like relax a little bit and got word that she stopped crying like five minutes later, it was a delight. And um, the, the, let's see, the other tour stops where I did a launch in Boston at Harvard Books with Ben Perker, who wrote The Men Can't Be mm -hmm. Saved, who I know you pound on the pod, who's yeah. a good friend of mine. Um, baby came to that one too. So she's really been like traveling the country yeah. at three months old. Um, and then a virtual <laughs> one with Nicole Chung through Loyalty Books in DC. That was incredible. Nicole is brilliant and I love getting to celebrate her book too. Um, and then finally I did a launch with Lydia Kiesling uh, in Portland and she just published Mobility, which was incredible. And just, yeah, I mean, one, one of the best things about having a book out is just having an excuse to meet your idols and mm -hmm. to feel like a peer and not just um, someone who looks up to them to kind of have something to add to the relationship. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm glad you went through all those. I was going to ask about book tour. Um, those are all like, you know, there's a lot of authors out there. There's a lot of books out there. Every now and then I'm like, oh, that's someone new. I've never heard of them. That's great. But every single person you listed were like, not only authors, but like bops. Like were, they're like, mm. you know, they're, they're good, damn good authors. And you kind of alluded to this, but what is it like talking to these people now that you're a peer? Yeah. Now that we both have books out, we both have mm probably talked to day beautiful we both <laughs> uh yeah have been review bombed or not review bombed or dealt with the crazy <laughs> oh, I, comments I my Goodreads reviews yeah. every single day so. but what is it like yeah what, what, as you're going through tour what is it like where it's like is, is there a moment where it's like yeah fine all right here I am or is it like always amped up every time it's definitely amped up every time. Like, I, I don't know if at some point I'll kind of feel like, oh, yes, this is perfectly normal for me to be in conversation with a writer who I deeply, deeply admire and feel like is so out of my league. And just here I am as their peer. Um, you know, I hope it never feels kind of stayed, you yeah. know, because it, it is such a special thing that I don't ever want to take for granted. And, you know, it's publishing a book is one thing, but finding readers is something else entirely. And yeah. um that was, you know, felt like the biggest wild card of all is, you know, will the book come out and, you know, my, my friends and family will all buy copies and then that's it and we never hear about it again. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I felt very lucky that it's been finding its readers and, you know, th that I've been able to kind of soak up the wisdom of all these other writers who have done it already, who I admire and who also are working on their next thing. Cause that, cause that has felt kind of, wild too like how do you move on from the first book that's occupied so much of your attention mm -hmm. um, how do you even imagine getting another voice in your head yeah so it's, yeah. it's been incredible to kind of see them and their ongoingness and moving on to the next thing it's been inspiring yeah i'll get there with you to ask how that's going but <laughs> just i'll focus on the yeah the months after so you had a baby right before you already mm -hmm. said that and your husband and your husband has gone on tour or has been there at least for some events. Mm -hmm. Your baby has been there for some events. How does your husband, he's not a writer, right? Um, he has some experience doing screenwriting cool. and okay. Um, okay. Has, has kind of worked in the film industry before. Cool. But, uh, okay. So his, he's, uh, he works as a lawyer. 
Okay. So how is he reacting? Yeah. You mentioned like, or even your parents, like your book is out. Are they over it? Are they over you talking about it? Are they still like, (laughs) hell yeah, let's talk about all night pharmacy. Yeah. They're they're definitely still hell yeah about it. I mean, every time that, you know, a friend will text them a photo of it in a bookstore, they get like crazy excited. Um, They're constantly hand selling the book to people. Uh, Often people that they, you know, like, you know, their dentist brother-in-law, like they're, they have no qualms about hand selling it to literally anybody they meet which I love um but I will say that now having a kid who's their first grandchild you know I think the enthusiasm with which my kid having like a poop after two days the the, the enthusiasm which with that is met compared to like an all-night pharmacy milestone I would say is equal (laughs) you know like like the relief (laughs) that like like the first and only grandchild is healthy um yeah yeah Yeah. similar levels of excitement which I find very funny that's fair. I mean, yeah, a, your first book, and we, I don't want to like talk about the process of it again, but like it takes a long time and then it's mm-hmm. out. And then you mentioned like, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it comes out and that's it. But your book mm-hmm. has had some staying power. Like people are talking about it still. Uh, I, like, I just saw like, um, I don't know who it was, a very hot man who just <laughs> reshared it. I, I didn't like actually look into it, but yeah, there's people out there doing book talks, doing bookstagrams. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the book talkers and bookstagrammers, I think, are part of what's keeping the book uh, finding new readers, which I'm so grateful for because that kind of word of mouth feels so organic and yeah. not something that I could ever orchestrate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, and it often is just like the hottest people you can imagine showing yeah. my book. Like, how how did it get in their hands? <laughs> I'm jealous that they're that hot. Um, <laughs> What was your highest high in the past six months? Mm. Other than book day, like after book launch, after that 7-11, 7-12 and onward, what was your highest high? I think, oh, that's such a hard question. I mean, I will say one of the most shocking moments mm. uh, was, was when it I found out that it was a national bestseller because that I genuinely did not expect. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I, I've always suspected that people kind of know in advance if they're going to make like some huge list like New York Times or something. Um, but I found out I found out that it made the USA Today list uh, like days after it had made a list. Like I did not check on the day of. I think uh-huh. I, I literally checked days later or maybe uh-huh. I checked that night at like, you know, midnight or something because someone else I knew was on it. Yeah. Um, so truly not something that I expected whatsoever. And, and that that completely floored me because um, I hadn't gotten any numbers for how it had mm-hmm. sold or had no idea how many it took to get there but that was kind of a moment of like oh shit people really are reading it it's not just the people who love me just reposting it over and over again and all of us in an echo chamber mm-hmm. um yeah that that was completely wild um and then another high was seeing my name on the marquee at powell's mm-hmm. um because i i love powell so much and i've been to portland multiple times and have gone to so many readings there and it just felt like such a moment of like shit that's me like I I actually did something um yeah yeah I feel like it it was it was it's like a it's like a better version of like you know how like some people when they have when they're named after someone in their family who's still alive um (laughs) or no I mean who's dead and then they like go to the cemetery and they see their own name on like a tombstone and it's this like out-of-body experience I feel like it was that but happy (laughs) yeah that would be wild to see your own name on a tombstone but the Powell's marquee yeah that's amazing um with book sales i don't want to talk about book sales but like are you someone who's checking or do you like whatever 
So I, I don't have access to the kind of database where you can check it on like a day by day thing. I know some people have that. I think yeah. if they're published directly by Penguin Random House, I think you can literally check every day. Uh-huh. Um, so don't do that. I do check my book scan numbers on Amazon on Fridays, um, which I know are not the exact number. Yeah, I think, but... I think my numbers are probably like, like maybe twice as high, maybe a little more depending. Um, yeah. I bug my editor for updates every couple months just to sure. get a sense of how it's doing. Um, yeah. yeah. I love to know. I, yeah, I read my book okay, reviews. Yeah. I mentioned even the bad ones. I find it very centering to just have lots of information. No, for sure. Yeah. I, I, that's why I ask Cause I know some people are like, I'm never going to act like before publication. Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to look at Goodreads, but it's like now six months later, I just want to check how, how is it? How are the, um, is there a review for better or worse? Uh, not a review, but like a, a, a reader review for better mm-hmm. or worse that you just remember where it's like funny or not funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there, there was one, uh, I think it was like a one star review or something that said, couldn't do it, couldn't do it, 40 disgusting pages. <laughs> I want that on my tombstone, even though I didn't even write your book, that's good. I know, 40 disgusting pages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember if we talked about this when I first was on the pod, but I wrote this essay for Lit Hub a few years ago about, uh, I created this thing called the Matievsky rule, which mm. was like the idea that um, if you're a woman writing literary fiction about women, uh, the sweet spot for your book on Goodreads is 3.5 stars. But like, that's just, if you've written a good book, like probably that's what it's going to get rated because yeah. there's going to be people who are like, this is a disgusting book about women being disgusting. There's going to be people who are like, this is my everything. Um, yeah. And that's just kind of where you land. And, um, you know, kind of shot chaser. My book has a 3.55 on Goodreads right now. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, also I find, it happens more on Amazon because I do check that even though I prefer like bookshop.org or directly from the indie mm-hmm. bookstores. Um, Same. The reviews that shock me, and this just goes far and wide, even like if I'm like physical media, like one star, the package was not what the, sh- I was like, do people oh understand God, how reviews so work? I know. I, I know. So, some, some people are really upset that they don't feel like the book is Lynchian. Like <sighs> I did not realize when we, when, when you know, David Lynch meets Rachel Kushner was put on the back cover of my book that so many like film bros would come out of the woodwork to to fight about that one adjective mm-hmm. um like because to me I like I never think about it in those terms like that that's marketing copy right um I mean I think it's apt but it's yeah. not at all like that like one of the top adjectives that comes to my mind when I think about my book and yeah. people get like very triggered by it yeah I find I mean I talk about this on the the normal version of the podcast like what's your book about cut through the publicity copy because it's like yeah we people like in the industry understand it's just like we're trying to sell books so you have to look for those buzzwords right like Mm -hmm. that's just the reality um yeah I do find that fascinating have you um where do I want to go with this conversation I have nothing planned I want to focus on all positives um Mm -hmm. What is the best advice you got maybe from a in-conversation partner or just someone on Twitter or whatever that like you wish you knew before the book came out? Mm. Or what would you tell yourself now that you've gone through six months of this? I think I would tell myself that every, every, milestone with the book is something that would have felt completely unfathomable to me just a few years earlier and that it's it's so easy especially when you're still working full-time maybe you know like me maybe you have um a young baby at home and there's just so you're 
brain is just like bisected into so many different planes and you can't really give your book your full concentration all the time. Like it would just be so easy to get really down if like my kid had a bunch of bad naps and I was stressed about if I'm fucking her up because I haven't figured out the trick. And then it's like, you just forgot that you were featured in Vanity Fair today. Like, can you imagine that, you know, just like forgetting about that (laughs) two years ago, even six months ago. Um, So just trying not to get, trying not to take any of it for granted. And what one thing I did to try to help me be more kind of embodied in it is I, um, I created this little binder where I saved all the print media media I could get my hands on. So I cut out my New York Times review, the Vanity Fair piece I was in, the New York Magazine uh, piece, um, and just kind of put them all in there in these like laminated sheets so that from time to time I could just kind of look through it and see the LA Times profile and just all the stuff that, again, felt totally unfathomable and still feels unfathomable to me now. Um, and remember that like this is this is where my book went. Um, and that that is going to be so much more memorable and meaningful than like, you know, how well my baby ate that day or, you know, if I felt like a good mom or a bad mom on that particular day or, you know, how productive I was in some other way. Yeah. I love the binder idea just because I do think we get caught up in the now and it's mm-hmm. like i mean because especially because we have instagram and other social media where like nobody prints photos anymore like mm-hmm. i mean a single childless people i'm sure people with babies you p- print photos and you have everything like i yeah. haven't printed a photo in whatever like i don't have anything to remember anything other than facebook memories and on this no same know. i don't have a single baby photo printed yeah so So it's like but that like knowing that your like all night pharmacy that baby did this thing Mm -hmm. and it's like your baby book I love that that's (laughs) I hope every like author listening to this and every reader like does that for their moments like having a memory book that is great Uh, yeah because it does because sometimes you you can forget a little bit especially when when you get bogged down to the next thing you want to get like Maybe it's an immigrant thing, who knows? But I feel like the second I accomplish anything I've wanted, it's just, okay, what's the next goal post? Like, mm-hmm. okay, check, I achieved the thing that I wanted to do, but now how am I going to challenge myself further? And it's so hard to just kind of sit in the sense of triumph a little bit without turning it into an excuse to like do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to force myself to really appreciate those things rather than just use it to torture myself with some new, some new faraway dream. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, I I hear a lot about with debut authors prior to the book comes out when I'm chatting with them is like, it feels weird to be husking my book when X, Y, and Z is happening in the world. And I don't yeah. want to like talk about too much doom and gloom, but I think I do want to ask you, like, how has it been with everything going on? Like, how have you found the balance to be, to do it? Or is it still a struggle? Yeah. I mean, it's still... I think an, an open question. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's kind of, there's always going to be something horrible happening um, yeah. in the world, no matter what. And it always feels in some way like a very tawdry and gauche time to be promoting a book. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think just, just by trying to be an advocate and try to make things better, you know, outside of like the, you know, not just basically oh. to like, you know, the, the promoting the book is promoting the book, but that, you know, not to let that be the full-time job and to still, um, you know, put the work in to try to make some of those things better, right? Um, yeah. 
you know, and social media is a weird place for that because it can be so performative and virtue signally. And I think some people get the sense that if you're not loudly talking about something on social, you're doing nothing, which I don't uh, buy. Uh, I think some some of us just have kind of limited energy mm-hmm. reserves for trying to um, deal with people who are like, you know, who think that social media is all there is to some degree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just trying to not like forget your humanity throughout the process and remember that there are much bigger things than our books. And then outside of the book, because, you know, we cover that a lot. How have you been? How has Ruth the person been? I've been, I've been really good. I've really enjoyed having my book out like in the past tense and now being able to scream more and more about other people's books that are forthcoming. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been very kind of surprising and meaningful to have friends and mutuals uh, who have books coming out, reaching out to me, asking for advice or asking for blurbs or to do events with them, or even just asking like, Hey, how did you navigate this thing? Do you have a contact at this place? I want to pitch them something. Um, You know, how did you do X, Y, Z? It it feels really nice to, to be seen by anybody as a resource because I have asked and continue to ask um, writers I admire a million questions all the time. And it feels really good to pay it forward. Um, Yeah, it's just, and it's just nice that now the book is, it's in the people's hands and I don't have to stress as much about hustling because (laughs) it'll, you know, it'll find its readers one way or another. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that you just did an event with Indra Atrik, who I just mm-hmm. had on the podcast. Like that's happening. yeah, that book is fantastic. Yeah. Holiday Country. Holiday Country. Yeah, I I just love like you mentioned Gene Frazier, who was on the podcast and one of my mm-hmm. favorite books. And uh, I think it could sound like this is echo chambery, where it's like, oh, is this the same authors? But to me, it it feels like good people find good people, you know. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of been my experience with the writing community too. And that's why it's been so brutal to watch Twitter dying kind of a slow yeah. agonizing death, because that's where I found so many mm-hmm. of my writer friends. And mm-hmm. a lot of those friendships have become very, very dear to me. Um, and some of these are people I've never met in real life or I've met once, Yeah. Um, but consider them dear friends. We send mm-hmm. each other photos of our kids. We tell each other our <laughs> darkest anxieties, yeah. <laughs> you know, and some of them are like, oh, my, my dear friend of eight years who I've never met, don't know their middle name. Uh, don't know their partner's name like (laughs) it's a mystery yeah Yeah, that's how I feel it is interesting um I miss I miss Twitter I hope it comes back the way it could have been and should be but I don't know I'm not gonna get into it but uh, I love it I I I mean I'm going down with the ship I've kind of decided that yeah um what is it like being out of the publicity cycle are you writing again is it easier now how are you creatively it's been interesting. I, at first I was still kind of stuck in that, like that phase of writing these short kind of one-off freelance pieces that I had kind of gotten into around the time my book was coming out. So I was pitching a lot of that type of thing, pitching books, coverage, pitching personal essays, op-eds. Um, and I'm still working on that to some degree. There's an HIV related op-ed in the works that I hope to be able to share something about soon if it, if it comes together. Um, but, you know, my husband and my agent were both like, maybe you should start working on the next book. You know, they mentioned that to me very gently a few times and then (laughs) slightly less gently because, you know, I was just jumping on all these chances to write these one-off pieces with, to work with editors I admire and to write for publications that I've always wanted to write for. And I mean, that's, that's been a really nice after effect of publishing the novel too, is I feel like some publishing doors are um, more open than they were before. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's been, it's been hard to get a new voice in my head. Um, and I have, I do have a new novel I'm working on. I have about 26,000 words, um, of mostly garbage. Like, let's mm -hmm. be honest. Um, mm -hmm. because when I wrote all night pharmacy, the way that I wrote was I would kind of revise as I go. I'm a huge perfectionist as I write. And so by the time I have a first draft of anything long, usually it's actually been revised a million times along the way. And it's, it might, it might not have like a lot of problems with plot and character, but like on a sentence by sentence level, like it's working, it's polished. You can kind of convince yourself it's a book. Um, now that I have a kid, I find that with the time I have and my attention span, I can really only write in these short, like 500 to a thousand word bursts where I'm just trying to like purge myself. Um, not outlining, don't know where it's going, just kind of trying to put words on the page. Um, so that's how I've ended up with 26,000 words in just a few months. Um, and I'm hoping to have a draft done sometime this year. We'll see what comes of it. Um, it has been really fun to get back into that process of discovery and play and to think about writing something beyond the all night pharmacy universe. Um, yeah. but I don't, I don't have this sense that like, I need to put a book out immediately to like jump on the hype of all night pharmacy, because I think that would be doing readers and myself a disservice. Um, you know, I, I, I much more respect people who publish like a smaller number of books in their lives, but they're great than, mm -hmm. um, well, I don't want to show on anyone else for me personally. Yeah, I can't I see myself being the kind of person who can put out like a book a year or something. Yeah. I can't imagine writing a book a year. I know there are people who do it. People do it very well. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm just not a fast drafter yeah. like that. Or if I am, it's, you know, kind of free writing garbage. I really need time to figure out like what it is I want to say. And um, I mean, you know that I'm a poet, so I have to kind of take mm -hmm. my scalpel to every sentence. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And that, I mean, that's why I like all my pharmacy and, and the books I think beautiful's best of lists become are like really good writing and like yours is like really vibey and it just hits mm -hmm. all the right tones for me um yeah 2023 kind of, kind of was the year of vibey debuts wasn't it yeah and short story collections i mean mm -hmm. i know there's always mm -hmm. short story collections and i'm not knocking any other year but like last year had five i think debuts and plus you know people returning to short stories that were like oh wow okay they, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if they sell, but they're hugging really good. So, <laughs> um, that's the the mystery. No, nothing sells. That's my motto. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy a book, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, don't think about it too much. Who do you want to shout out? What books, what authors are you like, debut or not, are you like, these people, people need to read? Mm. Okay. So people who have some books coming out this year, um, Katya Pekina, who wrote Mother Doll, um, that book blew me the fuck away mm -hmm. um and you know in a lot of ways i'm the target audience for it you know i'm also post-soviet jewish also thinking a lot about family legacies and ancestral trauma writing from a kind of uh you know what they call on tiktok like unhinged women narrators um but that that book just like blew me away i loved it so much um in tongues by thomas gratan um that is a very fun kind of thruple novel um, that takes place in New York. Um, Marissa Higgins, a good happy girl. Mm -hmm. That 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 novel is super uh, twisty and messy, and involves uh, also a thruple novel. Actually, yeah, we have we have a new theme for twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty three was vibes. Twenty twenty four is thruples. Yeah. Um, 
yeah let me, let me think what else um oh wendy chen has a book coming out um called uh I think these divine fires are their divine fires. Oh my God, I blurbed it. I should know exactly what it's called. Um, but it's it's a really good um, intergenerational family saga. Mm. Um, and let me think, what else am I super stoked about? Um, of course, as soon as anyone's like, name a book you've read, I'm like, yeah. I don't know why I ask it because I hate when people <laughs> like, can't, ask can't even me. Name, like, like the Bible or the Torah. Yeah. <laughs> can't name my own book. Yeah, people ask me what I'm reading. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know. Like, there's so yeah, many. Like, I yeah. haven't read a single book. Have I ever? No, never read a book. <laughs> uh, I I am reading um, Andrew Bariga's book, uh, Victim. Yeah, yeah excited yes. about that one. It's got such a good cover. Yeah, yeah, and so many good covers. All Night Pharmacy, one of my favorites. I love the vibe. Like the vibe. I know we talked about it on the pod, and we talked about it offline, like in DMs about what it could have looked like, what it looks like now, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. it hits it so perfectly it is very vibey i think that the neon colors were kind of a moment um yeah i i was i really wanted color on the cover like that was kind of my biggest note was i had ideas about like oh i would love like a photograph in the center and for it to be kind of weird and mysterious but the thing i cared about the most was like lots and lots of color yeah i'm just trying to think i don't want to keep you too long this is like an unprofessional pod we're just chatting um, no, it's great. It's real. Um, how have the, so? How have the last six months been for you? For you sure. in your life and on the pod? What's new with you? Yeah, the oh wow, last six months have been good. Um, Lady Day Beautiful and I both turned thirty five this month, so we're Ooh. in our mid thirties. We own a home, which I think is wild. It's exciting. Uh, we traveled. Oh no, not in the past. Yeah, we traveled. Um, mm-hmm. Where'd you I, go? Uh, just a lot back to Scranton, PA, where my mom lives for family, mm-hmm. for wedding. My sister and I, who, you know, because that's also why I like your book, The Sister Relationship. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We lived together in our 20s and saw each other for the first time in three years since I moved to Denver. So it was like a lot of family this year, which was good. Uh, and then I quit drinking, not for like sobriety mm-hmm. reasons, but I did. And I feel better than ever. I'm not saying people should Amazing. quit drinking, but it's like, wow, like that's crazy. Does that, does that suck when you do something that's stereotypically believed to be healthy and then it actually makes you healthier? Is yeah. that horrible? And I'm like, this sucks. Maybe exercising or running or joining a sports league is good for me, but I refuse to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've always said that I, I don't get any endorphins from exercising. And every time I do it, I'm almost like vindicated. Like, see, I didn't enjoy it at all, no matter how often I do it. But then it's like, man, like what a slog to keep doing it then. Thank you so much to Ruth for letting me circle back with her and chat about her life ever since her debut, All Night Pharmacy, came out. Get it at your favorite local independent bookstore or at bookshop.org. You can follow her on the internet at ruthmadievsky.com and on Twitter and Instagram at ruthmadievsky. You can follow me, Adam, at FitCabbage on all social media, and I promise never to talk about myself or my boring life on this podcast again, but thank you, Ruth, for asking. And you can find DayBeautiful at DayBeautiful.net and on all social media at DayBeautiful. And as always, I'm Adam. This is DayBeautiful, and you're all beautiful. Beautiful.